Welcome to the September episode of International Voices. My name is Udo Fluk. I oversee the global office in Arts Missoula, and I am the host and moderator of this podcast series. To listen to previous episodes, please visit artsmissoula.org, click on Global and Cultural Affairs, and visit radio and podcasts. International Voices has been on the air since spring of 2020 and is a monthly podcast brought to you through a collaboration of Arts Missoula Global and The Trail, 1033. With the start of every fall, students are returning to the University of Montana in Missoula. Among them are international students from around the world, either returning to campus or as new students starting their undergraduate or graduate studies at UM. My guests in this episode are a graduate student from Romania, an undergraduate student from France, and also the 2023-2024 president of the International Student Association at UM, and an undergraduate student from Japan, and the International Student Advisor at the Global Engagement Office at the University of Montana. Please share your name with us and the country that you're from. Sure, so thank you for this opportunity. I am Andrei Dinu and I'm a Romanian ecologist, so I'm coming from Romania to study here in Missoula. Great, can you tell us a little bit more about your country, the location of it, the size of it, the population, just so if people don't know a lot about Romania, what would you tell them? So, especially because I'm an ecologist and right. I study nature, right. I would always start by saying that luckily Romania, it's, it, it is a country in Eastern Europe that still has wilderness, still has wild places. So this is maybe our country's most valuable treasure. Uh, about a population, I think it's around nine, 19 million people. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we have interesting times in Romania because we are also developing now, so it's really important, especially with, within this context of global changes, right. to develop ourselves, but to still keep this nature that will provide for us all sure. the time. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the climate conditions. Is it uh, warm in Romania? Is it rather cold? What, is sort of, what do individual seasons look like? So we have four seasons. Yeah, we have spring, summer, winter and autumn. Okay. And uh, yeah, I would say that in the in the past years, this this changing in the climate system can be we, we can feel it in Romania as well. Uh, we have um, more intense, I would say, periods of uh, high temperatures, mm -hmm. and this we, we would also affect our agricultural systems, for example. And if we talk about winter, so like years ago, we used to have a really long winter, like I heard that you you have here in Missoula, right? But um, Okay, I, I don't remember that much since I was a kid, but talking with my colleagues, for example, right. I have a colleague from Italy, he came right. 10 years ago in Romania, and he said that when he arrived here, he was just wondering when will the spring start, so the winters were so long and cold, and now we, have, we still have snow and cold winters, right. but for shorter periods, so we can, we can see a, a dynamic also. It's in interesting. Romania. So I was born and raised in Germany, and I remember my grandparents talking about harsh winters when they were young and long winters and lots of snow and you know cold temperatures i remember growing up just a little bit of a winter but not ever what they had described and today 
um, there isn't much of a winter left. I mean, it's, uh, it's actually oftentimes a prolonged fall mm -hmm. and that goes right into spring. Um, we sometimes have a couple of days of snow, but it usually falls and melts right away. So it's not like a permanent snow cover. But I remember my grandparents talking about, you know, weeks and months of snow on the ground. And that has certainly changed. So probably very similar Germany and Romania as far as um, yeah, yeah, climate so. and what we notice. Especially in the urban areas. Right, it's right. It's really hard to see snow for a long period. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about uh, Romanian culture and traditions and customs. What are some things that, um, let's say, you celebrate or that are very dear to your heart that are truly Romanian, where you would say, this is, my grandparents have done this, my parents have done this, and this is really a part of me as a Romanian? Yeah, so the, the soul of Romania, I would say that it's still in the rural areas. Mm -hmm. That's where also in the history books and in the books where people were traveling from abroad to Romania, they were describing the rural areas with the peasants and their, right. their, their, uh, their behaviors, right. their, uh, their, the way they were celebrating special days. And I'm really happy because I, I've seen that this tradition, so we have uh, specific popular dances, for example, which are really uh, a strong uh, cultural element of our country. Uh, this kind of special clothes that we wear in the rural areas. And I'm, why I'm really happy about it is that I see a lot of young people and a lot of kids, like really small, a few years old, still keeping this tradition alive. So it's still dancing, still being happy about it, still being proud about it. And uh, yeah, the, the rural side of Romania is what one would like to see if they want to really learn about the culture and right. the authentic part of our country. And in bigger cities, you don't see that? In bigger cities, that seems to be something that's fading? <sighs> From what I've seen, yeah, so people from rural areas usually they do come for festivals or right. to share these uh, traditions also in the cities and they are well welcomed. So, right. But yeah, for me growing in, in Bucharest, um, in the first part of my childhood, I, I, I didn't really have the chance to learn about, so to learn about these dances and so Right, so. right. So it's more, those things are more practiced in rural areas than they are in Yes in, yes, in urban areas. And they are quite diverse. So Moldavia region has its own sure. traditions. Yeah, Transylvania, sure. the famous, has its own traditions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you select the University of Montana for your studies? Yes, so I'm an ecologist and I study large carnivores like bears, lynxes, wolves. And I was thinking where would be a the, the best place for me to keep studying large carnivores and be in the wilderness. Right. I knew about the national parks and the area of Montana right. here around. So I searched for the university and I thought that this program at this university in this place, it has no match <laughs> for an ecologist. Was there um, a specific attraction to the University of Montana or its location? Or was it just what you described that it's the wilderness and the habitat that uh, interested you as far as uh, large carnivores are concerned. Yeah, it started with this, with the wilderness, right. and then I started to search uh, about the programs at the University of Montana. And when I saw the professors that work here and the history of the program, yeah, I, it was the first choice. Wonderful. Are you here for a semester, a year, or a whole degree program? 
Luckily, I will be here for the whole degree program. So oh, wow. So four years? It's, I'm a graduate student, so oh, a master's gra- student. Okay. And uh, so probably I will be two years, two years. And, and a few months, depending on how. Right. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Okay. Um, have you traveled to the, United, to the United States before, or is this your first time? It's the second time. Oh. We have some family friends uh, living in Arizona, and we visited them like six years ago, maybe. Yeah, and we travel together on the West Coast more. Right, mostly. right. Have other family members of yours studied abroad, or are you the first one that is doing <laughs> that in your family? Yeah, I'm, I'm the first one. I'm the first one also to go to this level of master's and probably of the PhD. Oh, nice. My mother studied, but she finished with a bachelor studies. Right. And, and also my father, he started, but he, he couldn't finish. So me and my sister, yeah, we will, looks like we will go a bit more. Right. And what a step, a courageous step for you to do, to not just do a master's degree in Romania. I mean, that by itself, I think, would be an accomplishment for anybody. But to do it in a foreign country and to go and travel that far and to leave family behind, to leave the traditions and customs behind that you just described. I mean, that's a very courageous thing to do. Yeah, I'm really thankful uh, for I would like to thank also full, the Fulbright Commission. So I'm a Fulbrighter and right. this is an amazing opportunity yeah, that they provide us. So you've been here a week or a couple of weeks, right? Yes. So you're just still all very fresh. Um, what is your first impression about the University of Montana? So since I arrived in the airport, I, I'm really not used to being in a college town. So I, I already started to see things, posters with university, Grizzlies, since the airport. So I felt like I'm already part of the community here. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very nice. I'm not used to this cultural identity elements right. like the Grizzlies, so right. like we didn't have this. So also by walking in the community downtown, I started to talk with people on the street. They were so friendly and you, it's not just that you are a student or an international student, but you are part of something bigger and that's I think that's the main takeaway for me in the last week and it, yeah and it's nice to hear that that hasn't changed because that was exactly my observation uh, some 35 years ago when I came here in 1989 was what you just described and it's so nice to hear that that's still the case I remember my first um, I lived in Aber Hall um, a residence hall here on campus and I remember my first trip after I had arrived and checked in and, you know, put my luggage in the room downtown and and running into people and talking to them. And they were so friendly and welcoming. And I felt like I was immediately part of a new community and I didn't feel like a stranger. Or I didn't feel like somebody that didn't belong here. Exactly. It helps you to adapt. It does incredibly. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about Missoulians and what they <laughs> what they do specifically, but uh, they're probably listening to this, I hope. So they, they, they might know what they're, what they're doing that is unique, but I think it's just a very special, um, friendly way to interact with people, to be non-judgmental, to have an open mind, to welcome people from all different places in the world. And, uh, but it's so nice that you're saying that, that this was yeah, something that... And I think what's neat about this whole, you know, after 35 years, in the beginning, it was difficult for me to understand the whole uh, hype about the grizzly uh, sort of uh, culture. Yeah. I thought, come on, it's a bear and there is a football team on campus and, you know, and 
and there are other sports teams on campus, basketball and whatnot. What is the big thing? And I really don't think it's the grizzly. What it is, it's a psychological thing of bringing people together. You feel as if though you are part of a larger group. And you are. When you go to the stadium, you are with other Grizzly fans. Yeah. If you go to uh, you know, uh, a basketball game, uh, you are part of something bigger. And even on campus, all sports aside, there are all these reminders of Grizzly culture. Exactly, walking on the street. And I you mean, see it's, it it's very cleverly done, but it creates immediately some kind of a belonging for people. And what a great way to integrate international students yeah, coming here. is coming here is, is exactly that. So, I mean, from that perspective, I really think it's a, it's a phenomenal thing that you get people to, you know, buy a T-shirt, buy a baseball hat, something that has the grizzly on it, and you feel like you are with family, you are with a larger group that you belong to. So that's kind of cool. Um, how, was your, how was your start of the semester? So I'm, I'm really happy I got to meet my colleagues and they all have interesting stories and interesting work that they are doing. I'm, I'm always happy to be surrounded by uh, people working in, sure. in this field. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about th that I experienced this system where we have to read a lot and we have to go, go prepare before classes and we are provided with, with plenty of resources for, for doing it. Wonderful. What do you like the most? Is there something that, um, that stands out where you say this is just very unique about the university or about Missoula that you immediately noticed after you arrived? Aside from the friendliness like, and the yeah, openness the of the people, but yeah, for me it's, it is unbelievable to have the the campus here and the, the whole city in in the mountains. I'm I'm really yeah every day walking, uh, even if I walk around or I'm just watching the window and seeing the mountains. For me, yeah, that's unbelievable. Is there anything that you don't like that you notice where you would say, "I wish that wouldn't be the case," or "I wish that would be different." I think I didn't find it yet. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Have you had a chance to explore Missoula and the surrounding area? I've been exploring it. I, I like to walk a lot. So right. in the first days, just to realize where am I here on the map, I just went and explored the, the city. I was also downtown. I also took the bus a bit. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bus system is really nice, uh, I think, in town. And uh, you can ride for free. Yeah, that's nice. And, um, and, you know, the connection to the mall and to other places is really nice. So even without a car, I find uh, you can actually get around very nicely. Yeah. And um, I always thought that that was one other attraction was that uh, you, you actually don't need a car. You can, you know, get around just fine using just fine, yeah. public transportation. Or if you have a bike. That's another thing. Or, the, or a bike. That's right. I saw that there is a community initiative where you can go, you can learn how to fix or prepare your bike and Correct. then you can get one to use it for yourself. Correct. That's amazing. And um, uh, that is exactly right. And I don't know the exact location and address of, of that place, but um, I'm sure Coco probably has it or somebody in the office here 
Uh, and it may be nice to actually inform all international students of that yes, yes. so that they all know. But yes, that is a great way to uh, get a bike is to... Yeah, and you also learn something. And you learn something, that's learn right. to fix it. If it absolutely, absolutely. Um, is there anything that, and, and I realize that this is still in the early stages, you, you've just sort of settled in, but is there anything that you like, uh, that you miss about Romania? Something that you say, ah, oh, this, this is something that I really wish I would have. A certain food or a certain environment or anything where you would say, I miss that about home. <laughs> It's, you, you mentioned the food and I'm, I'm amazed by, but, uh, by the quality and the diversity of the food in the food zoo. So with the food, I'm really, I'm, I'm really okay. Uh, I do listen to Romanian songs and talk with my friends every day, so I think I just discovered about myself that I can quickly adapt to new living, new living conditions, and so far I, I, feel, I feel fully adapted. Very nice. Um, are there some similarities between your hometown and Missoula? Size of it? Maybe, uh, maybe not between my hometown and Missoula, but between my the town that I live for the for the last in for the last three years uh -huh. because I lived in a smaller town I went remotely to work okay. on this topic and we were closer to the mountains so yeah I would say that it's, so it's landscape wise yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. close yes. okay what is the biggest difference between your hometown and Missoula if the similarity is the landscape, mountains, what is the biggest difference? So if I would have to talk about the hometown, uh, the chaos maybe, because Bucharest is a big city and right. it's a chaotic and it's the size of it and the, right. and the population and uh, the natural areas, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Missoula is pretty relaxed. There's yeah. not a whole <laughs> lot of chaos. I mean, exactly. uh, you, you drive somewhere, it, you know, it, as long as you can avoid the rush hour time. And even that is no comparison to driving for me in Frankfurt or in Berlin, oh, yeah. as I'm <laughs> sure Bucharest is the same. You just, Terrible, yeah. it's a totally different busyness. It's and dangerous, you, actually. And <laughs> dangerous, and, and here you don't have that. I mean, it's super relaxed most of the time, and even at peak times, you know, you're, you're just a little slower, but it's never chaotic. So, um, Do you find it easy to connect to other students on campus? Have you made friends? Or if that's too strong of a word, have you connected to other people in the short time that you've been here? Yeah, so especially with other international students because we participated together in this orientation. Right. Are you And the only student from Romania? Yes, as oh. far as I know. Okay. <laughs> the only Romanian. <laughs> Okay. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I also feel like an ambassador, right? So I should share everything I know and with, with all the students and professors around here. Right. And I think that's a very important point because it's a, I always saw um, studying abroad as a two-way street. It's you as a student getting a different perspective and getting uh, an education. But I think you're right. You also are an ambassador of your country, of your culture, and so the others can learn from you as well. So it's not a one-sided thing as in you are only learning and there is no, uh, there is no um, return of that. It's, I think it's a two-way street. 
you, you can teach people about Romania and I've learned a lot by just hmm. talking to you about your culture and your background. So I think that's a unique thing is to see oneself as a cultural ambassador. I'm glad you're, you feel that way because yeah, that's, yeah. that's really unique. One last question, if I may, if you had one wish for your time at UM, what would it be? Yeah, I have, I, I really hope that the connections and the work that I will do here with the connections with the students and with the professors also academically, but also personally will not end when my program will end. Oh, that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful wish actually to have that continue and probably turn into a lifelong connection that you will have to Missoula and Montana and to people that you meet here. Yes, yes, and I will try to. Wonderful. Andre, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank it was you a pleasure meeting you and uh, thank you so much for your interest in uh, being in this podcast and uh, I wish you all the best for your studies and thank for you. culturally adapting and uh, uh, much success in what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Same for you. So my name is Lina Spice. And you are from which country? I'm from France. Wonderful. Okay. What brought you to the uh, University of Montana, Lina? So originally I had done a, um, I did like a, like a year abroad in high school. Okay. So I was in high school in France and I took a gap year to go to the United States. Okay. Um, and I didn't get to choose where I was going to go. And I ended up going to Frenchtown, Montana for uh, a year. What are the odds? I know that was so <laughs> crazy. And so I went to Frenchtown, Montana for like seven, seven months, eight months. I did my senior year of high school there. Um, that was in 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. And then I loved it so much. I just fell in love with Montana. I loved Frenchtown. I also loved Missoula because uh, it's really close. Uh, and so my dream was to come back and go to school in Montana, but it was really hard to like achieve it just because of, you know, the cost and stuff like sure. that. Um, so I ended up going to Montreal, studying in Montreal for two years after I finished high school in France. But then it was still in my mind. I just really wanted to come back and I figured it out and I came back in 2020. Wow. Yeah. So you've been here for the last three years. Yes. Wonderful. I find this so interesting and I've heard this before that people I interviewed have said, well, you know, once you've been to Missoula or surrounding area, there is some magical thing that pulls you back. And while this is difficult to explain, I think, or any logical reasoning, because there isn't probably one, mm -hmm. but it's interesting that so many people say that, that there is this desire to come back to this region. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, Frenchtown, like you said, is very close to Missoula. Mm -hmm. um, it probably doesn't really matter what the specific community is, but it's this, this pull back to this area that yes. people are talking about. So For sure. Every, every exchange students after in, in school that I met, they would be from Milan, they would be from anywhere in like the world, and they would always say, I was kind of sad or scared when I came to Montana because I thought it was going to be boring, I right. thought it was going to be this and this, and then all of them every time say, I'm so sad to leave, I love it so much, I want to come back. Like I, Most people that I met that are not from here just loved it so much and always want to come back. Right. So It also, I think, speaks to the fact that 
people say once you have done a study abroad experience, you want to do more of it. Yes. Because regardless of the location, I mean, yeah. it, 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 you could go anywhere, but I think there is probably an initial reservation that people have, or probably in some people even fear, to go and leave their community and mm -hmm. go somewhere else and study because you, it's a different language and it's different culture and all of that. But once you've done it, it's so much easier to do it again. And your proof of that, you started in Frenchtown with a high school experience and then you went to Canada. Yeah. And you could probably now go to Asia or to South America and you would say, no big deal. Yeah. Because it's all the same in a way, once you do the initial thing, being outside of your country is just, it does that. It, yeah. That, I, think, I think for me, it was this funny thing of, um, everybody was like, oh, Lena, you travel so much, that must be so scary. And for me, it was the opposite, the opposite. where I was, right. if I was staying somewhere for too long, I would start kind of, you know, I wanted to go somewhere right. else. Like for me, that's like a, my comfort zone is to move to a place that I don't know at all and just right. meet new people and discover new things. That's right. just so much fun. And a great way to, um, to learn about independence and to mm -hmm. figure out how you live your life where if you are too long in one place, it may be getting too easy. Yeah. And so having that challenge, I guess, is another important thing, um, sort of an added benefit to studying abroad. It's not only that you study the subject, but yeah. you grow as a person, you become independent and you, you know, develop skills that you probably would never develop yeah. if you would study in your hometown. So mm -hmm. I'm seeing all of this. I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because you've done all these things, but I think for the people that listen and that might, there may be a young person listening to this podcast going, mm, I wonder if I should do this. This is, you know, a very courageous thing to do, to go abroad and to study. I'm not sure if I'm cut out for that, that when they listen to an episode like the one that we're just recording, they might go, well, it doesn't sound that difficult from what you know, the person just interviewed told us it's not that difficult of a thing to do. Probably I should do it so that people are actually encouraged. Yeah. Um, what are you studying at UM, if I may ask? So I'm studying uh, business management and international business. Ah, okay. Um, did you have a good start of the semester? Yes. I'm so excited for my classes. That's my last year. That's Ooh, my senior okay. year. Right. So I'm really in the, in, in my you know, my field classes and it's people I know and the classes are great, the professors are great. I'm super excited. So you're doing the whole degree program, pro yes. basically the whole four years and now you are at the end of, yes. a, in the last year mm -hmm. because you said you started 2020. Okay. Um, I would like to focus with this interview a little bit on something else that you do mm -hmm. um, that I have a very close connection to, and I think it's important that people know that there are organizations that help uh, students, especially international students. And so I would like to, um, to ask you to tell us a little bit about the International Student Association, or short ISA, at the University of Montana and how you are connected to that organization. Yeah, so I am president or current president of ISA uh, since last year. 
Um, so ISA is an organization that really wants to um, bring all the international students either exchange uh, at the University of Montana or that are on a degree or any, you know, anyone that's from another country, even U.S. Uh, students that are interested in um, meeting international students and all that. So we just want to like bring everybody together, um, you know, be a, a support for them. I know for being an, an exchange student before, it's really hard to move into a new country when you're on your own. Right. So we just want to, you know, be there for the new exchange students. As a support system. Yeah, as a support system. We want to do events that, you know, where they can go and meet people and have fun. There's so many things in the U.S. that, you know, um, like customs that we don't have. Uh, so it's always fun to like do those things and the new international students come and they're like, oh, like I've never done that before. This is so fun. And so people can get together. So we just really want to be like a support system and also um, do things, do events that are fun for everyone uh, and just be there all along for for the for the international students. Were you involved in the International Student Association from the beginning on since you arrived at UM uh, three years ago? So when I arrived, it was in 2020 and it was COVID. Right. So it was kind of a weird time where everything was closed. I couldn't really go to the university. So I was kind of more on in my own bubble. I had a hard time meeting people. It was kind of a lonely time for me. Sure. Um, but as soon as, you know, school reopened in the, the fall of the next year, I started really, I, I wasn't really involved officially, but I was friends with all the international students that were involved. Right. And so I was attending the events. I wasn't really helping out the team, but I was there at every event. And I had so much fun. Uh, and so the year after that, I decided that I was going to be involved and it is really hard to maintain a team that is consistent in right. ISA because right. it's mainly exchange students. Right. So I thought, because I'm on a, a visa here, right. I would have, you know, it would be great for me to be on the team just because I have that point of view of being an exchange student or an international student, but I'm also here for a longer uh, term. Right. So now I am president and yeah, I'm basically... Uh, involved more heavily in the in the club and you said that it is a great support system for other international students but you also do a lot of programming what are some of your programming highlights that you do throughout the year that is important perhaps for um, international students as well as you said American students are also welcome to participate. Um, what are those events, the big sort of signature yeah. uh, programming things that you do? Um, so in the fall, it's usually the semester that is the most uh, busy because mm -hmm. there's so much to do. We love to do a uh, football game, uh, tailgate kind of party, just because football, like American football, is so typical <laughs> of here. Right. Uh, so we love to do that. We always do a Halloween um, pumpkin carving party at the High House, which is so fun. Uh, when I first came to the U.S., I had no idea what, you know, carving a pumpkin was. Right. And it, it always is so fun to, like, have students do it and, and get together and have fun doing that. Um, we always have the homecoming parade, mm -hmm. uh, which is really great because it's, 
you know, it's like the pride of being in Missoula and being international students. And coming back to the yeah, campus and, and continuing studying. And yes. It's just always so much fun. Um, we try to do little, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas kind of get together just right. because it can be hard for students that are away from their family to uh, be alone on those times. Sure. So we try to always do something like that, uh, get together all together and um, yeah. And then in the spring, it's a little bit more, you know, slow, uh, but we always try to find something kind of fun to do. This year, I, I would love, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would love to do a trip to a hot springs just because I think it's so much fun and it's something I had never done before. Right. Um, so if we can make it happen, it would be great. Um, but yeah. And we're lucky because there are several around here for people yeah. that are listening. Um, there are several hot springs because we're so close to, uh, well, so close is probably um, a little bit too much, but <laughs> we are close to Yellowstone yeah. Uh, the Yellowstone area and it's a very volcanic mm -hmm. active area and so the surrounding parts are um, are oftentimes where you find hot springs yes. and I think there are a few more here than in some other parts of the country where you don't have a volcano mm -hmm. close by so um, that's a great idea and I think um, you know studying abroad there is the content that you're studying in your field but there's also all of the other um, sightseeing and um, cultural experiences that one could have and and I think a hot springs is certainly among those um, experiences that are that have nothing to do with studying but it has everything to do with the environment that is surrounding yeah. the campus or uh, the place where one is um, and you were saying that this is something that you would like to accomplish um, is there anything else that you've always looked at where you might say this is something that that I would like to do for the international students that I would like to do for the ISA that hasn't been done well I think I mean there's a lot that has been done with ISA um, I, I think that what ISA needs right now is a more consistent team that maybe can be carried over mm -hmm. uh, you know every semester maybe have some um, American students maybe involved too right I know that I'm gonna be here for another year and then after that I'm gone right um, and I think ISA is such a great club and organization but it is really hard to maintain people to yeah. stay so it can be a little hard sometimes transitioning and there's not enough people to, right. you know, you want to do all these things, but right. then there's not enough people to even to right. really do it. Right. So what, I, what I'm hoping for this year is that I can really bring a lot more energy and do more things and have people, you know, energized and, and really motivated to right. kind of, you know, be there for ISA and maybe take it for when I'm going to be leaving or, sure. you know. Um, yeah. And I think you're bringing up a good point that that is the very fact that a student by definition is an international student uh, is only here for a certain period of time. And even a non-international student is also doing a degree program and then typically people move on. So uh, there isn't this consistency and there isn't this institutional memory that people would have if they would be involved for 10 years or mm -hmm. so. So I think you're right, it's always, you do something very short-term planning, and then the next person might do something completely different, and it all goes away, and you mm -hmm. start from scratch. Um, 
how can other international students help the International Students Association? What, what can they do? Well, really just show up to events. Get involved. Um, yeah, get involved. It's, it's really not a lot of hard work. Um, it's more a fun, you know, volunteering time where you're going to help set up an event and, right. you know, it's just, it's really fun. It's not like hard work. So it's just a matter of, we want people to get together. We want people to have fun. Um, and yeah, just even if it's one person one time and then another person another time, it's always nice to have, uh, yeah, people's help and yeah. If you had one wish for your time for this last year at UM, what would it be? I think it would be just enjoy every single moment, just because I know it's hard with school and, you know, having a part-time job and uh, visa stuff and all that. It's, it's, it's kind of easy to get caught up with all this little stress. Right. And I know that it's the most frustrating for me is that I'll end a year and I'm like, oh, you know, it was so great, and I, I had so much fun, and I loved right. it, but I got caught up in the little stress. Right. Uh, that's my last year here. It's probably my favorite place in the whole world is here. Uh, I love college. I love this university. I just want to, like, be able to soak in everything I do. I'm just, I love it so much. So I'm hoping that this year I can be really good at organizing myself and just do everything, but be able to enjoy everything. Right. And I think an important message in general is not to take things too serious or not to get too involved with, um, with the main task, which is of course studying, but to enjoy that one is here and to enjoy the things that Missoula has to offer and to find time to do it. Yeah. And I think that's a very important message because one can easily get so focused that you don't participate in other things. And, when I was in the ISA, there was this saying that um, nobody's going to come and get you out of your residence hall. You have to come out and you have to participate. It only works that way. Nobody's going to knock at the door and say, hey, would you like to go and do something this afternoon? You have to be the one that goes out. So I think that's a great message yeah. is to, to get involved and to do things and to really use every minute that you have because you know there's going to be an end an end point yeah. at which you, you know, go on to the next adventure. Probably mm -hmm. that might be a nice question that I don't have here, but now that I know a little bit more about you, what are you planning to do after you're done at UM next year in the summer? Well, I, I would love to be able to stay in Montana. Um, so it's gonna, you know, hopefully I get to get an internship or get a job or something like that. Uh, that's really what I, I would wish for myself. So you're in no hurry to go I anywhere else? I am in else. no hurry to go <laughs> back home. No hurry. I, I just love it here, like really, honestly. So I would love to be able to stay here, maybe still be involved with the university. Um, yeah, I think this year is going to really give me, you know, the challenges of, okay, what do I do next? Right, right. <laughs> Well, Lena, it's been a pleasure yeah. talking to you. Thank you for your time. Um, you, I think, have so um, accurately described what an international student can get out of an international experience and being at a different place and having that challenge. And 
also enjoying where you are, that you're not, you know, totally um, are getting too focused on uh, your academic world and you're forgetting everything around it. And I think that's so important for others to hear. And hopefully students will hear it and go, you know, that's a good motto to follow. So thank you. Yeah, if I, if I could say like one last thing. Absolutely. Really my advice to anyone that is thinking about going on an exchange, and that can be anywhere, like in Missoula right. or anywhere in the world. Right. It's do it 100%, right. just because I think the experience you get from being in like somewhere new with different people from all over, all over the world, it's just the craziest, best experience, and the bonds that you make with people is insane. The Every exchange student that I met are people that still kept in touch together. They live all over the world, and you know, I went back to Paris uh, this summer, and I right. met with two friends that I had here, and we met for like an hour, and right. it was just amazing to see that people just get such a bond, and it's such an amazing experience that just have the courage to sign up and do it and have the courage to get out of your dorm and do the one thing that's uncomfortable which is right. getting in you know in the world and I, and I'm really shy I'm a shy person but could have fooled I'm me just, you you sound so confident I and do so but I am not I'm the one person that will stay in my room and I am it's so hard for me to get out but after seeing all the benefits I got from just having like a few seconds of courage and, and getting out and talking to people it's just the best experience and I, I just wish it for everybody. Well, what a wonderful and so appropriate message, I think, um, for a podcast that's called International Voices <laughs> to actually not only have one, but to have a message to all of the other people that uh, are out there that uh, are curious about being an international voice themselves, who probably haven't quite done the step to think about studying abroad something that might hold them back, but to hear and listen to what you just said, I think is so important. It does take courage. And I remember, I mean, in my, in my case, it's 35 years ago, and I don't know if I have done a lot of courageous things then, which is a pretty sad statement in a way, uh, looking back 35 years. And of course there were, you know, you buy a house, that's a courageous thing because you, <laughs> It's not something that you do one week and yeah. then you mm -hmm. decide differently the next week. Uh, so there are some, I think, in one's life, some courageous things that one does. But I think looking back, international experience and taking the courage to leave your parents behind, to leave your friends behind and to go somewhere new is, is a very courageous thing to do. And it comes with a great risk because so many people are in over their head, are returning, are stopping the program, are saying, I, you know, I bit off more than I could chew. And those that have done it for years like you have and that are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and they know they're going to pull this through, I think is probably in one's lifetime sort of the most uh, courageous thing that one could do. So And the most rewarding. And the most rewarding, and I think that's the other thing. I don't know, there are probably other things that are courageous, but you might not get a whole lot yeah. of reward out of it. But I think in this case, you, you and, and I find this so fascinating that you were here in a high school exchange in Frenchtown. <laughs> I mean, most people have problems finding Missoula on a map because you ask a European, and I'm sure you've done this, mm -hmm. 
you know, name a couple places on the East Coast or on the West Coast. People can pull that off. They go Seattle, uh, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York. I mean, it, you know, that's easy. Mm -hmm. But when you move land inward, it gets a little more tricky. But when people have asked me when I have been back home in, in Germany and have said, so where do you live? And I go Missoula, Montana. There's always this immediate, where? <laughs> Where's that at? And yeah. then I explain it and people sort of look at me as in, oh, we had no idea that place even existed. So the fact that you in a high school exchange could have gone anywhere in the United States, mm -hmm. but you came to Frenchtown and through that you experienced Missoula and that pulled you back in after having been away. You said 2017 was when you were here. So for three years, two years out of that, you were in Canada. Mm -hmm. To come back here and to not say, I'm going to move back to Europe, I'm going to move back to France, but to say, I'm going to go back to Missoula, I think is so cool. Yeah, that's to, that's to show how much I love that this That is to show how it's powerful this <laughs> is and how much that initial experience influences the rest of your life. Perhaps. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Certainly, it, academic life. I mean, I don't know professionally. I am sure. But. I am sure that it, it's probably that one time I decided to sign up for that exchange student uh, thing in, in in high school probably changed the rest of my life. It is a hundred percent sure. Wow. Now my entire life is just different because of that one time I said I want to go. I want to go right. discover something. So yeah. That is so cool, Lena. Thank you. All the Thank best you. to you for your last year. Um, I have a feeling I'll see you in the spring. Yes. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Uh, and um, if I run into you on campus, I'll, I might just ask you how things are going and if you're happy with uh, the way your last, your last year is shaping up. So well, all the best. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hello, I'm Ikuko Valgenti. I'm the international student advisor at the University of Montana. Very nice. Thank you so much for being here. You go by Coco. Yes, K-O-K-O, -K -O, Coco. Great. Yes. And you are the um, international student advisor. For those of you who do not know what that is, what does an international student advisor do, Coco? So international student advisor, um, main uh, duty is to make sure their immigration status is up to date and legitimate and also providing uh, immigration advising okay but also we plan um, orientations or other supporting events activities so all kinds of things for international students and scholars wonderful how many international students are new here this fall at the new, university it's hard to say but i say maybe 40 or 50 students okay from how many different countries roughly roughly 25 actually oh, wow that's a lot that's pretty diverse yeah, i'd say 20 to 25 yes wow okay um tell me a little bit about yourself coco uh where are you from originally and how did you get here how did you get to missoula montana and the university of montana so i'm uh, originally from kumamoto japan okay it's in Kyushu Island, and Kumamoto and Montana are sister states right. for more than 40 years. Right. So we have a long history between Kumamoto and Montana. Um, 
the reason why I'm here <laughs> is my husband was born and raised in Missoula. He、uh. went to UM, but after that, he did the JET program. So that's like a teaching assistantship、mm-hmm. program in Japan to、okay. teach English.、Right. And I was a teacher at a middle school at that time. And he came as my assistant language teacher、uh-huh. from Montana. Right. Then we start dating. <laughs> Then, eight y- years later,、uh, <laughs> we married. So, marriage brought me to Missoula, Montana. But before that, I visited here and I loved Missoula, Montana. And I'm from a mountain area in Kumamoto. So, so very similar very, lands- very landscape similar. wise. Yes, we have volcano. But yeah.、Huh. What are other.、Um, What were other attractive aspects to coming to、uh, the University of Montana aside yes, from? Right. So, the first university, yeah, was kind of University of Montana. I knew about the you know, University of Montana、uh, in America. Right. Then I visited、uh, first with other teachers in the group、uh, from Kumamoto, so, teachers program for three weeks in Missoula at UM. And I actually you know, studied at the English Language Institute、right. facility.、Uh-huh. So I already had a quiet connection. In.、Right. Then I loved and I liked the maroon color, <laughs> you know, the school color,、right. grizzly bear. Right. So, all you know, good impression about you know, University of Montana and Missoula. Right. How interesting that. The state to state partnership, relationship、right. that has existed for more than four decades now,、um, is at the root of this because、yeah. otherwise your、yeah. husband、right. would have gone somewhere else probably、yes. and you would have never met him.、Right. But the fact that that was the connecting piece,、right. and, and I think that. The decision was made to move here rather than for your husband to move with you to and stay in Kumamoto. Right. But、uh, that that brought you back to、uh, Missoula and the university here is really neat,、yeah. I think. Right.、Um, as far as a personal story and as far as、um, an international experience or、yeah. for both of you, for、right. your husband and you. Yeah. So, yeah, I knew we had a relationship. You know, between Montana and、uh, Kumamoto. Right. That's, yeah. He didn't choose Kumamoto at all for the you know, ideal you know, places to teach English. Right. <laughs> yeah. First, he found like,、uh, yeah. Anyway, it was the best、uh, opportunity for him. He made so many friends. But at that time, some other、uh, assistant language teachers from Mon- Montana were there. And also, that also led some marriages between Montanans、sure. and people from Kumamoto. Sure. So, yeah, it was quite an impact. And we used to have、um, Kumamoto Plaza,、mm-hmm. the satellite office in Helena, Montana.、Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, like, it、um, was.、Uh, We don't have that anymore. Oh, I didn't know.、Um, but, like, I don't know, for 10 years or more, we had a satellite office in Helena. So, yeah, that made 
the relationship between two states stronger at that time. Right. But unfortunately, budget cut happened, so mm. they just returned. Right. <laughs> and no more. Uh, but we have exchange programs,、uh, right. like student exchange programs,、right. going on, have been going on. So yeah, that's good. So from your perspective, not being a student currently, and the other two students that I interviewed、um, right. already、uh, talked, of course, from their perspective as a student. I'm interested in your perspective as an administrator, as somebody that is、um, working with students and providing a certain service. What do you see? Um, with international students and why they come here, and how、um, how important is it for them to study abroad? So、um, most of the undergraduate students at this point are exchange students.、Uh-huh. So they come from partner universities、right. or、um, like a third party study abroad organization. So they choose to come here, but we already have established, you know, relationships between the, the schools in foreign countries in UM.、Um, unfortunately, after the COVID, COVID happened, our you know number went down.、Um, a lot less undergraduate, you know, degree-seeking international students,、uh, which is sad, but. Uh, many of them, you know, they want to learn English and also they want to experience American culture. Right. Yeah, and also they want to study subjects in their major,、uh, take classes, make friends, and maybe they choose here because it's laid back, like a, you know, countryside. People are nice. It's not the big city stress, yeah, and some, yeah, some students are looking for winter sports or and, outdoor. And there's、activities. that,、yeah. right, right. So, what seem to be、um, uh, some issues that you that are reoccurring that that you see in students when they are at、uh, a university such as the University of Montana? What are some、um, obstacles or some challenges that students face? Uh, when they come here, is it oftentimes culture related? Is it that they are coming from a different background that they have probably never been outside of their own country? What are some things that you have observed? So first of all,、um, most of the students <laughs> they're happy to be here. Like after they spend one week to for one week or two weeks, they、right. realize how nice people in Missoula are. Right and. The like nature and activity, outdoor activities, like they appreciate it. However, of course, culture shock, but more maybe about the weather.、Um, some students are not used to having cold weather or snow、right. for a long time, long period of time. Right. So weather can be, but also. Um, it's not a big big city like Los Angeles or New York.、Right. So those students who are looking for city experience or like, yeah, some more I don't know, people <laughs> or things to do or places to go. Sometimes you know this town or U- University of Montana can be too small, but、right. we try to you know、um, have a lot of fun events and activities. For them, so yeah. 
So from uh, listening to you, it's the university itself, but it's also the environment that gets students yes, here. Yes, um, they have to make adjustment. Right. Of course. And, and oftentimes students go through that culture shock or cultural adjustment right. that depending on how different their home culture was, right. um, that, that almost determines how easy or how difficult it is right. for them to fit in. Um, when you, from your perspective and being in the International Center, how important are services that are offered to students? How important is it for students to have a place like the International Center? And I was asking the same thing, uh, you know, to the ISA president. How important is it for international students to have an organization like the ISA? Yes, it's very, very important uh, because first we do, uh, we take care of their immigration right. requirements stuff. So we have to make sure about it, but also like a, it's like a one spot place to ask any kinds of questions. Uh, we try to uh, introduce, you know, all those international students like each other. So we have some mingling, you know, opportunities at the beginning. We provide orientation before the regular orientation, so they will be ready uh, and yeah, they can be successful. So it's very important to have this kind of office. And also, hopefully in the future, like uh, we can provide a, little, provide a little more awareness of diversity, internationalization. Right. Or, and yeah. It's the one-stop spot at this point. Right. Uh, if anyone is seeking opportunities international, you know, right. abroad or right, yeah, anything, yeah, about international things. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would connect me to my last question, and that is, if you had one wish for your time uh, here uh, on campus, for your office, for being. Um, being the international student advisor, what would it be? One wish. One wish to have more international students. Okay. And more staff members here at the office. Yeah, we lost quite a few international students due to COVID. COVID, I'm sure. Yeah. And unfortunately, the tuition rate has been just going up and up every year. But right. hopefully, we get more international students in the future. Right, because it is a very unique place. Yes. Uh, compared to many big cities where universities are um, in a bigger city, much more right. um, urban, uh, less uh, recreational opportunities, less wildlife. Uh, this morning when I was walking from the parking lot, I must have seen 10 deer that were standing yeah. and uh, eating grass just from the parking lot over to this building. And I was reminded that this is something that's probably not very likely in a university that is uh, in a much more um, urban setting. Right. Uh, and how fortunate we are that we have the wildlife here, that we have um, the clean environment here. Uh, all kinds of benefits, I think, that attract students. Yes. Uh, to a learning institution such as the University of Montana. Yeah, so yeah, we have beautiful nature, uh, really nice people. Right. 
and we have everything, you know, <laughs> nice downtown, right? Rivers, lakes, mountains. So yeah, we can appeal Missoula a lot more. And, yeah. Well, I hope you have um, a good year ahead uh, with international students. Um, it's always I I think that you know once a semester or one school starts. It goes so quickly. Right. Um, you you always anticipate the start, and then you blink, and you are one or two months into it already. So before we know it, it's going to be the end of the semester, and the spring semester will start, and then uh, the year will go by really fast. It reminds me of what Lena just said when I talked to her um, about uh, this is her last year as um, a student at the university and therefore also as a president of the International Student Association. And um, she was sort of, uh, you know, saying as a reminder to everybody, enjoy every minute of it, because <laughs> if you know it's your last, you're, you want to be even more intensive right. about it and even more uh, strategic about it. So um, I hope that you get everything out of the coming year that you want and um, that, uh, that you have more international students in the future, that it comes back to what it was pre-COVID. Right. That would be very nice. Yes. Well, thank, thank you, you, Coco, for your time. Thank you. All the best to you, and uh, I'll see you around. Yeah, see you around. Let's start out by you telling me your full name and which country you're from. Yes, uh, I'm uh, Shinji Taniyaki from Japan. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you came to UM? How did you find the University of Montana? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm using uh, I'm using Japanese uh, agency to study abroad uh, named uh, JSurf. Uh, I'm using uh, Japanese uh, agency to study abroad named uh, uh, Japanese Japan Study Abroad Foundation. Mm -hmm. yes, and uh, so uh, this is a first time experience to living uh, in the USA. And oh, okay. And so so I had a miss people in Missoula are very kind so so it this is a good for me because this I'm so I'm not used to uh, I'm not used to the life in abroad so right yes okay um, and it's interesting that you say that because the other students that I interviewed said the same thing <laughs> they were surprised uh, positively surprised mm -hmm. how um, welcoming the people in Missoula are and how interested they were to learn more about them and I think that's really a nice a, a nice interesting uh, aspect of uh, studying abroad yes um, what are you studying at UM what's your major uh, so in the UM I'm a non-degree student because uh, I'm already in the autumn semester or semester so right yes and how long will you be here? Just one semester or? Just one semester. One semester, okay. Yes. Now, you're, you said that you have never been to the United States before. Yes. So this is the first time? Yes. Okay. Um, have uh, other members of your family been to the United States? Uh, yes. Uh, so my, my sister and my mothers and my brothers uh, came here. Mm -hmm. yes. not, uh, not too long term, but uh, uh, that was a busy short time, but okay. my family came to the US. Yes. Okay. What are some things that you have noticed um, that are 
similar to um, the town that you grew up in in Japan? And what are some things that are different when you think of Missoula and the university? <laughs> it's very difficult, but uh, the same thing. So, <laughs> so there's a very kind community to mm -hmm. receive me. So, right. Um, but the uh, different point is, uh, mm, yes, but uh, maybe I feel I feel that uh, the people in Missouri are very much more kind than Japanese. I think. Oh, so, really? Yes, and especially so Tokyo uh, people in Tokyo is very cold. Yes. And and Tokyo is of course a large city. Yes, I'm pretty sure that if we would go to a larger city in the United States, that yes. would also change. Mm -hmm. So I think it has to do a little bit with the size of the community. I think that people in Missoula are open and friendly because we are a smaller community. Mm -hmm. I think in a larger American city, you would find the same thing. People would be more distant, mm -hmm. and they would yes. you know uh, be a little bit more reserved, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so far, and you've only been here a couple of weeks, I realize, but what do you like most about um, the university and what do you like most about Missoula? Have you walked around a little bit? Have you seen the city? What are some things that you really liked? Hmm. <laughs> it's very difficult, but uh, I think so. I treat university as a same as uh, Missouri's uh -huh. because so I th I th so my this is my feeling but uh, university is uh, University of Montana is that like a town or a city and right. uh, uh, rooted deeply into Missouri city so right. um, so <laughs> it's difficult to much more. Um, Yes, but more. I mean, I'm, I'm even thinking more about sort of what are some things that you like about the setting mm -hmm. uh, of the university, the campus itself. Mm -hmm. Are there some aspects of the university that mm -hmm. uh, you favor because? Uh, yes, sir. So, hmm, hmm, so, and we can also skip a question. Ah, yes, but uh, my goal of uh, my my goal of this. Studying abroad is uh, to improve my English skill, as, uh, especially to English as a second language. Sure. Because uh, I'm in Japan, I'm a graduate school student. I'm in a master's degree course. So, oh, okay. So mm, that's why. So not gonna. So I want to more likely to get in the University of Montana, and right. I want to improve my English skill. Yes. Okay. Um, do you find it easy to connect to other students, or is that difficult? Uh, so difficult. <laughs> yes. So how many students are here from Japan uh, this fall? Maybe ten students. Ten. Maybe. So that's a pretty nice group, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some students that come from countries where they're the only one. <laughs> yes. So that's really nice that you have a small group of people. But is it easy to connect to others or? No. So, so other students from Japan other than me, uh, 
is younger than uh, five years five years younger than me. So okay. Japanese uh, in Japan the 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 norm or ex- expectation of age is uh, not strong and and so it's very difficult to me uh, uh, for me to uh, communication with, with them. So oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, if you had one wish for your time at the University of Montana mm. for this semester, what would that be? One wish? One wish. Uh, improving my English skill. Yes. I think you're doing very well. No. <laughs> I think you're doing very well. And, it, you know, I think it's very tough to be... If I were in Japan, I couldn't speak a single word. Mm-hmm. So you're doing very well. And, yes. and I think people oftentimes forget how challenging it can be to speak a different language. So, um, well, good luck to you. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope that your semester goes well. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you connect to um, your group here um, of Japanese students. But I also hope that you connect to American students. Yes and that you can absorb a little bit about American culture and American life and beyond from campus, but beyond into Missoula mm-hmm. as well. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Many thanks to my international guests in this September episode of International Voices for sharing their passion for Missoula and the University of Montana, their enthusiasm, their excitement, and how their international voice contributes to the diversity in our community. To the listeners near and far, please join me again next month for a new episode of International Voices. As always, thank you for listening. Those of you who are regularly tuning into International Voices know, being of German descent, I usually end with a German farewell. Dankeschön fürs Zuhören. International Voices is brought to you by Arts Missoula Global and The Trail 1033. This and previous International Voices podcasts can be found under events at artsmissoula.org and trail1033.com. 